If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello and welcome to Minigame Classics, a show where we take a look at minigames past. I'm Michael Ferris. The episode I want to talk about today is for the game called Bury Me, My Love. Now, it's a mobile game that tells the story of a Syrian refugee as she tries to escape the country to find more peaceful territory. Now, the reason that I really loved covering this game on Minigame was that it's the first game that I really covered that took advantage of a unique platform, in this case, the cell phone, in order to tell a story rather than just shove different mechanics in your face. Uh, And it wasn't like a visual novel either. It used the unique mechanics like push notifications and things like that in order to convey the story and to just bring a different level of emotion into it. Uh, it's, it's a thing where I, every day I was trying to look at my phone to see, you know, where the next story progression was going to be. And I got worried when there wasn't, it was, it was a, it was a crazy ride the whole time. And, you know, it's, it's also the first game that I covered. That's also based on a true story. So I thought that was a, a, a unique twist, um, to the show and to games that we typically cover here on the lore party podcast network. So without further ado, here's my mini game of bury me, my love. Hello and welcome to a Lore Party minigame, a podcast about our favorite video games and the stories they tell. I'm Mike Ferris. According to the UNHCR, the United Nations Refugee Agency, there are still over 5.5 million registered refugees from Syria since the refugee crisis began making headlines a few years ago. Instead of offering safety to those refugees, many countries across the world are shutting down their borders and leaving most in a world of danger and uncertainty. These are real facts. These are real stories and real people behind them. And they are also the background surrounding the iPhone and Android visual novel, Bury Me, My Love. Bury Me, My Love follows married couple Majid and Noor as Noor escapes war-torn Syria, and Majid stays behind to take care of his ailing mother. What sets this game apart from other visual novels is the format and structure. You as Majid communicates with Noor over a WhatsApp-style messaging service. Not only that, but the game also takes place over pseudo-real-time. When Noor says she's going to sleep, don't expect to see another message from her for another four or five real hours. When she's bored or can't sleep, expect to be barraged by many messages or photos. Many times throughout the past week of playing the game, I have frequently woken up to messages from Noor, either asking for advice or needing some emotional support. And I think the best way for me to articulate my time playing Bury Me My Love is simply to just go through my week, messages I got from Noor and how I replied, and the consequences of those actions. This past Monday, September 3rd, when I started the game, Noor had a plane ticket to Turkey, but rumors of instability in the region and a scammy cab driver caused Noor to lose out on quite a bit of time and money. 
despite this, Nora did manage to make her way to a low-rent motel in Beirut. We talked about her families and who managed to be granted asylum and where, and who did not. During our conversation, Nora gets the contact information of a smuggler who may prove to be useful later in her journey. On Tuesday, I woke up to a message from Nor saying that she made her flight and is now waiting in the city of Izmir. She organized to meet some of the smugglers who will bring Nor to Greece via boat. Together, we make preparations for Nor's journey. What provisions she needs, food, waterproof bags, an extra battery for her phone. A few hours later, though, the journey hits a snag. The smugglers have promised a real boat and a relatively small crowd. What they provided, however, was little more than an inflatable dinghy and a crowd of over 50 people. I tried to convince Nora to bail, but it's too late. She doesn't have the money to pay someone else. On Wednesday morning, I wake up and I see on my phone there's a notification from the game. And it's a message from Nor, but instead of greetings or status of her journey, they're just coordinates. I send Nor a quick message asking what's going on. And it quickly becomes clear that the boat they've been on has capsized due to overcrowding. Nora and I lose contact again, and I contact the Coast Guard to try to get them rescued. And it's a weird feeling that I've never had playing a game. I felt like a bad husband. While my virtual wife was out trying to escape tyranny, I was just alone in my bed sleeping, like any other day. Luckily, though, in the middle of the day, I get another message from Nor saying that she's one of the few people who are rescued. And she ends up in a refugee camp with thousands of other Syrians. The rest of Wednesday consisted of a few in-game days of Nor being in the refugee camp. She's getting increasingly bored, but she does come across a man whom she believes is her long-lost brother. Though she mentions that last she's heard of him, he recently joined ISIS, so I highly discouraged her from seeking him out in the camp ever again. And she reluctantly agrees. On Thursday, Nor talks about how she and a group of other refugees are on a march in order to be let into nearby Serbia. One member of the group has a map that they claim shows where guards are not patrolling. Majid does some searching online and discovers that the map is not necessarily a map of where guards are not going to be, but where landmines are potentially planted. Majid warns Nor, but Nor already knows this. She's willingly going into a minefield in order to not be captured by guards. Majid and Noor get into a fight, and communication then got cut off. I'm recording this on a Friday, and I have not received a notification from the game. I have no idea if Noor is still alive or not. I keep looking, but... Who knows? The game has 19 endings, and I'm not entirely sure if I've found one yet. But then I take a step back. The game prides itself on being based on the real stories of real refugees. I have the privilege of just being a white guy in America playing their stories in a video game. And I think this game exemplifies the power of video games. It's one thing to read about a refugee story in a news article or a book. It's another to see their struggles in a YouTube video or news broadcast on TV. Something about this being a video game 
actually playing through their stories, it really just brings an extra layer of empathy. There's a lot about the refugee crisis that I didn't know just out of pure ignorance. And this game helped me learn a little. And of course, not every game needs to be a teaching tool or based on reality or be so dark. But maybe more games should try to expand our, our horizons, expand our knowledge, expand our empathy. Thanks for listening. Executive producer of the Lore Party Podcast Network is Abu Zafar. Minigame is written and produced by Michael Ferris. Original music for Minigame is produced by Lawrence Kelly. Follow Lore Party on Twitter and Instagram at lore underscore party. And check out our website at loreparty.com. Subscribe to Minigame in your favorite podcasting app and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps me grow the show. Thank you very much for listening.